It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. Boy, you've been busy this morning, huh? <laughs> this morning, for the last few weeks, months, yes, yes of course. <laughs> okay, let's talk uh, about the indicators that came out this morning. Yeah, of course. And, and I will say that markets are there very much in the green today, um, coming off the heels of a green day yesterday again. Uh, as we just heard on NW here, the Bank of Canada raised interest rates another quarter point this morning. That was largely expected. However, when you kind of take a look at it, um, you know, that's pushing borrowing costs up to the highest uh, level in 22 years or, you know, since 2001. And this comes after that brief pause in interest rate increases in March and April. And at that point, you know, we and most Canadians thought that they were going to be done. Uh, but they're really trying to bring um, inflation back down to that 2% level. It's still over 3%. Uh, they're obviously not happy about that. Uh, and they're continuing uh, this fight. So, you know, the question is, will they continue to raise after this is done? Uh, they're not expecting to see their target inflation rate back to 2% for some time. Time. You know, I, I think that some of these projections are hard to predict well into 2024 or even 2025, they're talking about. So, again, being an active manager, we're looking at the data that comes out and making decisions based on that. But the worry, again, that I have here in Canada is there's so many variable rate mortgages. And when those uh, come up, uh, you know, you got to renew them, uh, you hit your trigger yeah. point, what's going to happen? And and I think that is the worry. Our, although the real estate market uh, remains resilient uh, here in Canada, which we'll talk about in a second. But yes, the other huge data that came out this morning, U.S. inflation came in at 3% slightly below the expected 3.1%. And this is down from 4% in May. And it's the 12th consecutive month of declines. Um, and it's the lowest reading since March 2021. So that is good news that we're seeing there. It's certainly okay. That, that's the good thing about it, I guess, right? But some of these other things, I can understand why people might be feeling just a little uncertain this morning with everything that's going on. Yeah, you know, I think overall it's, um, you know, in Canada, it's it's a little bit of negative news because we, we want to see them pause on rates for good. Uh, in the U.S., uh, with inflation coming in lower than expected, obviously that's positive. That's what's moving the markets. And I often say, you know, what the, the market is focused on, your portfolio, is what the Fed is doing and inflation, right? That's kind of um, the key at this point uh, in the cycle. And, and when you're looking at inflation, core inflation, Inflation in the U.S., which excludes more volatile food and energy prices, uh, came in at 4.8%. So again, this is below the expected 5%, but that's still you know more than double the Fed's inflation goal. So, so they're supposed to raise rates and possibly another quarter point at their next meeting, July 25th, 26th sort of uh, time frame. And we'll see if, if they end up pausing, that's going to be, again, very good for markets going forward. You'll get another boost probably if they raise by a quarter point, that's already priced in. However, if they do anything more than that, uh, you know, that would be negative for markets. But what we do know, again, that we're at, you know, close to the end of the increasing rate cycle. That's what we do know. Uh, we're not where we were, you know, a year ago. And I think that's really important for investors to understand. And, and what's next that we're really watching closely is, is the housing market simming. 
um, you know, some new data came in and BC home sales may remain surprisingly strong. Again, there's very low inventory, the lowest level seen in two decades. Uh, no one wants to list their home knowing that they have to enter into a, yeah, a new one in, exactly. you know, in this sort of interest rate environment. If there's no real inventory, what are you going to buy? You there's know? nowhere so to go, Lori. That's a, <laughs> you might think that, oh, it's great. My house is worth so much money, but you have nowhere to go. Well, exactly. And, uh, you know, if you thought about selling and trying to rent, that's that's even more difficult. Um, you know, so that is what we're seeing. So low inventory, but that can change very quickly too, though, Simi, right? If people begin not to be able to afford their payments on their home, there's only usually one way out and that's to sell. And so whether we see that come to fruition, you know, later on this year, early next year, it will have to be have to be seen. And, um, you know, if you look at BC, um, a lot of that decline that we saw over the past year has kind of, you know, come has recovered somewhat and we're seeing prices back over a million. Uh, Calgary is the Canada's hottest real estate market right now, which is surprising. And um, the city set a record for home sales in June with apartment sales up 48%. So, you know, that's just um, shocking. Uh, yeah. Thinking about where interest rates were, where they are today. And then you see everybody kind of still, you know, trying to find their uh, their home, I guess, and uh, and not waiting until, to, you know, to see what happens. Because in history, every time rates have gone up this far, this fast, you know, there has been some sort of fallout or slowdown in the real estate market. And I don't think that first slowdown is is it. I just don't feel that way. I, I feel that there, there could be a second part to that. Uh, and we'll have to see because I don't think the Bank of Canada is going to be reducing rates anytime soon. It sounds like, though, like when it, you mentioned apartment sales, right, up by 48%, people are trying to find something in the market that they can afford. Yes. And, and I think there's a bit of migration towards Alberta. I mean, we've all heard the ads, you know, go to Alberta, it's better here. And um, because the cost of living is is cheaper there. And so what you're getting for your money, uh, you know, whether it be a, an apartment or a townhouse, it's going to be um, probably, I would think, a, a lot better than what we can get here in the lower mainland, for example. So, so you know, I, the housing market has stabilized since where it was, you know, months ago. Um, but again, I think we have to watch that closely. Uh, here in Canada to see, you know, what the fallout could be uh, with these higher rates. Okay, so we're watching that as well. And I'm always curious, too, because I know we talk a lot about retirement, Lori, but for people, it must be quite a mental preparation to get ready for retirement. Like, are there stages of retirement? Yeah, there, there definitely are. And I I talk to so many people about retirement um, all the time, but it, there, there are stages, uh, you know, that you have to kind of think about as you make that move into retirement. And the first one could be the honeymoon phase or the go-go phase, I call it. This is your, you know, when you transition from work to retirement. Some people cut down to part-time. Uh, some people, uh, you know, want to or are forced to take uh, the full plunge into complete retirement. And, you know, this phase is filled with travel and, you know, leisure activities, uh, maybe possibly a part-time job, um, doing something completely 
different than what you were. Um, you know, I had a client move to the Okanagan and work in a winery, uh, actually two of them. And, and that was just for fun, you know, so a completely different phase. Um, and if you plan on fully retiring, you have to think about that. You're going to have, you know, 40 to 50 hours to fill every week. And that can cause people some anxiety to try and figure out, you know, how am I going to spend my time? I often do feel that people in retirement are busier than when they were working, just at things that they like to do. So that could be reconnecting with family. I just met with another couple. I mean, they take care of their grand son five days a week. I, <laughs> I asked them, can you be my parents? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You know, that's a, that, that's a big commitment, right? But people do it. Um, and then just, uh, again, generally doing hobbies more, whether it be golf, boating, whatever it is that they like doing, reading books. Um, you know, you just want to make sure that you're ready for that phase. And so that's the first phase, Simi. The second phase is kind of the bigger decision phase. Um, you know, once you've adjusted to being fully retired, you're likely going to be facing some other decisions. And, and, and again, we're creating financial plans so people free, feel prepared as they go through these different phases. You're, you're not on your own wondering if you should be downsizing, for example, is one of those big decisions you could be making. Um, moving somewhere else, right? So with some people, when they downsize, and I've had a lot of people move to the Okanagan or the island, for example. Um, or buy a place in Palm Springs or whatever it may be, Hawaii. Um, you know, every everyone's goals are different. So that's why I find so interesting what I do every day, being able to, you know, really get inside, um, you know, what people are thinking for their retirement goals and being able to crunch those numbers with my team, right? And really telling them, yes, you can do this. No, you shouldn't, you know, buy a new car, depending on the car, get a new roof, whatever that is. The, the third phase is the navigation phase. And this is kind of when you're starting to slow down a little, you know, you've, uh, you know, achieved a lot of your retirement goals, right. you've traveled to a bunch of places, um, and you have a good idea of your monthly and yearly expenses. And really what you're, you want to make sure is your power of attorneys are up to date, uh, your will. Um, you're really thinking about your family as well as your future now. It's not just uh, about you and your retirement dreams. It's about your family and your legacy, I would say, as well. Okay. And then when do you get to relax? When do you, when do you get to just enjoy your retirement? The, the whole time should be relaxing, especially if you're with the right financial team and they've crunched the numbers for you. So you're not wondering, you know, do I have enough to do this? I, I think that causes the biggest anxiety. And um, and the last, you know, the, the, the last phase is kind of the stability phase. And that's when you are kind of just cruising along, uh, still enjoying life, um, you know, maybe not as active anymore, uh, but you're very secure in your annual expenses. You know what you're spending. Um, and, uh, and even you're thinking about early gifting to family and so on. So there's all different ages during these phases, I have to say. I mean, we're dealing with people who retire at 55 or 65 and they yeah. live to 90, 100, you know what I mean? So everyone hits these phases at different times. But again, because I've been doing this for over two decades, I can tell uh, right away which phase somebody is in and what is going to be their, you know, the goals of that phase or what their concerns are and, and you know, what kind of questions that they have for me. All right. It's all good stuff. Lori, thank you. Awesome. Have a great week. Thanks, Simi. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team directly. Their number is 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.